Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 155, part three of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. What's that, Arson? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the man running the final lap, Arsene Lakpa. <laughs> y'all, y'all, you know, I'm not really a runner, so I'm kind of, I'm out of breath right now. But, you know, we on the final lap, we on the final stretch. I see the finish line, but, you know, I don't know if I can make it, you know. I, I really don't know if I can make it. So what I'm going to need from you guys, I'm going to need a, just a bottle of water. That's all I ask for, just a bottle of water. And those three wacky digits on the Let's back of that go, credit card, baby. baby. You feel me? Y'all already know it's coming. I kind of tried to fake y'all out a little bit, you know, say so I just want to need a little bottle of water. But, no, I need those digits. Please, thank you. Have a nice day. Fair enough. Shout out to my man running the final lap, even though. He has asthma. Turn yes. up for that. And let me tell you, my guy, you're going to make it to the end because we're, you know, it's been a long week. We've had two fantastic guests on Snowbike Mike, absolutely bringing the energy uh, for the first part of our three part series this week, talking about Xbox and then following up with AJ with a lot of insight about Nintendo, uh, really rounding us out. And now it's just us, baby, just you and I uh, talking about the rest of E3. And how we felt about it and basically how we were vibing with it this year compared to previous years and possibly future years. Uh, So before we get into everything, just a quick reminder, everybody, that if you guys want to help support the show, you guys can go to playerplayerpod.com. You guys can go to the bottom of the page, visit our Ko-fi link, and you guys can donate as low as a dollar. If you don't want to support us monetarily... As always, you guys can help by sharing the show with your friends on social media, all that good stuff, leaving a positive review on your platform of choice uh, and just helping us get the word out. Uh, If you guys want to come chat with us, tell us about the episode, your thoughts on the episode, uh, give us your own opinions. As always, guys, playerplayerpod.com slash discord will get you an invite link into the discord channel so you can uh, discord server so you can come chop it up with uh, all of the player player listeners. So, guys, this is it, man. This is our last talk on E3. Um, Like I said, we don't have a guest, but we're going to finish really strong, man. Uh, Basically, just outlining the agenda. I want to talk about what we thought about E3 overall in its return form. Uh, You know, it wasn't here last year. It kind of, I wouldn't say it's cobbled together this year, but it's very different uh, in the form of, you know, 99% digital. and I, I kind of want to talk about some of the biggest games we saw this weekend. Uh, like, the, obviously, Xbox and Nintendo had a really good showing. But, you know, let's not forget about some of those other games that we saw at those other conferences. Uh, and just to recap, off the top of my dome, I'm saying this off the top of my dome. That's a lie. I have it written down right here. <laughs> but we got, you know, Summer Games Fest, Ubisoft Forward, Day of the Devs, Gorilla Collective, Coke, Koch, Cock. I don't know how you... How, you know, there's a hot debate on how you say that. Koch Media, uh, the Gearbox Showcase. Uh, and that's all I can remember right now, I'm sure. Oh, there was also Capcom, Square Enix, all that good stuff. So we're going to give our opinions on that stuff and uh, wrap out the show. How does that sound? Wrap out the show? I don't know. How does that sound, Arsen? It sounds pretty good to me. I'm ready to wrap out. So I want to start off with how often did you tune in to these conferences? There were a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I by far would not say a lot of it was much watch television or, or entertainment at all. So how much did you actually watch this weekend? Um, yeah, so I definitely tuned into all of the like the big um, I'd say the big two, I guess. Or no, I'll call it the big three um, with the Summer Games Fest, Xbox and Nintendo. Um, other than that, I kind of tried to tune into some of the conferences that I knew would have like, you know, games going to be shown, like, you know, uh, Devolver, um, Gorilla Collective. Oh, Devolver, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you know, a couple of ones like that. And then the ones that I wanted to watch but ended up not really watching, um, which I think I was very lucky um, for not watching them, Capcom and Bandai. Um, mm, those yeah. were on my list because I'm like, okay, Capcom, Bandai, we know the games that they make. Um, so these could be some, you know, promising little uh, little conferences here. Obviously, it did not turn out that way. 
Um, oh yeah, and I guess uh, also shout out to Ubisoft because they did have uh, you know their own conference, and I thought it was straight. So those are the I feel like the as long as you were showing like you know a good number of games or a few games, I was gonna I'm, I'm watching the conference. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same camp. I watched a lot of it. Uh, shout out to Kind of Funny, uh, the boys Snowbike, Mike Blessing Junior, everybody else over there. Uh, they did a lot of reactions. They basically reacted to every single you know, E3 conference. So a lot of times I just had them on in the background. I wasn't, you know, attentively watch everything because I feel like as soon as the stream comes on, you can already tell the vibe. You can already tell what it is. Uh, and there was a lot where, you know, in the first five minutes, you're like, oh no, bro, this is absolutely a waste of my time. So I kind of just had some of the stuff on the background, which gets me into my kind of first discussion. What was with these boo-boo ass conferences this year? You know? <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, when we talk about Koch Media, I, I'm not sure they showed, they may have showed, it was like a hour-long conference, if not more, 90 minutes maybe, and uh, they may have shown 10 minutes of gameplay, bro. I, I, was, I wasn't watching very attentively, but I didn't see no damn gameplay the whole time. Uh, Gearbox didn't really announce anything. Like, it was a complete waste of time. <laughs> even Capcom, bro. Sorry. And I didn't even watch the Bandai Namco one, but I heard that one was sorry, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, let's let's kind of go back into the time machine. Marty McFly this shit real quick. What is your general perception of E3? Like, what's your relationship with E3 from the past? Did you usually watch it? Did you usually only watch the big press conferences? Uh, where are you at with that? I was pretty much in the... Um like the same boat that I'm in now only watching the conferences that I knew would have games present or you know if it's from a publisher um mm-hmm. that I know makes games I would like you know try to tune into those conferences so you know kind of looking at it this year when I see you know a couple of publishers and they weren't really talking games then I was definitely a little you know taken aback you know and I feel like um I don't know maybe I just didn't do my due my due do my due diligence and, you know, kind of do some research into what these companies were, um, you know, going to be showing. Because I feel like everybody kind of laid their cards out, but nobody, like, you know, saw the cards. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's specifically talking, um, a specific example for, like, Bandai Namco, how everybody, or a lot of people were disappointed. They were like, well, we're the games. It's just House of Ashes. And I think that they kind of, you know, put some marketing out saying, hey, it's just going to be House of Ashes being shown today. Um, so I don't know. I think I, maybe I could have done a little better job, you know, so that I wouldn't have been as disappointed with the, uh, extra conferences out here at, uh, well, at E3. First of all, I'm going to say, hell no, nah. that's not on you. That's not on us. Like, I, I feel like in the past E3 was, you know, a lot better organized. Like mm-hmm. when we talk about watching E3, I was the same as you. I watched the big conferences, the Nintendos, Microsoft, Sony, and then, you know, EA would be there. Bethesda would be there. There were usually, you know five six big conferences this year they had you know everybody coming out the woodworks everybody and their uncle hosting a conference and a lot of this shit just did not need to be there capcom if all they're going to show is house of ashes like we don't need to hype that up or not capcom but whoever bandai namco or whoever like if all you're going to show is one single game we don't need to hype that up it's like hey this is on the e3 schedule like we're having a con it's not really a, a showcase or a conference you're showing one game so I, I felt like that was kind of annoying just as a viewer uh you know typically when it was in person it was very well curated right mm-hmm. these are the big big conferences these are the people that reserved out theaters and it was very clear that you know you could tell who was going to really put on a show now since everything was digital like you have no clue what presentation people have queued up and stuff like that so it's kind of like a crapshoot and like a lot of these companies that didn't have presentations or or booths or you know conferences in the past Mm -hmm. showed up this year and like were absolutely terrible (laughs) um like you know and i get it like you want to talk about your dev team or you want to show off what you do have but nah bro i'm not not with it i I thought i thought it was pretty sad and you know i what i hear is like oh like maybe they had to do something uh they had to show something to like keep their spot for next year Mm -hmm. uh, oh interesting but then i'm like why do y'all need like first of all who's gonna take your spot right like if you're gearbox and you want a spot to do something who's gonna take your spot 
what spot is digital like like what is like what does this mean <laughs> like so i don't know man yeah it was you know i I'm, I'm gonna be real like it was embarrassing half of y'all out there um and it's not you know on the devs um it's on the marketing teams and mm-hmm. the leadership that you know made the call to put these things together um it was embarrassing man it, and it was kind of like a waste of time but i do think you know there were some key players that that held everything together ubisoft although they didn't have a ton to show like uh they didn't have like a lot of crazy announcements they mm-hmm. did a pretty good showcase ubisoft forward um that they've been doing for the past year has you know it was clean it wasn't like e3 level like we typically see from them but you know we you know covid all that stuff i think they did a pretty good job jeff Keighley killed it with the summer games fest opening uh on thursday night or whatever obviously microsoft and nintendo did a really good job as well as we talked about so besides them none of these other people needed to come that's that's just my opinion i hear that um i think you know also you know going into e3 i feel like if they had been just a little more transparent you know maybe you know for next year they decide to say you know Let's categorize these conferences. I don't see that, you know, I'm, you know, just kind of spitballing here. I don't see any issues with this. You know, let's just categorize these conferences. We'll have, you know, conferences where we know game reveals will be happening. You know, a conference that's just talking about, you know, a certain game. And then, like, conferences that are, you know, talking about, you know, and just having other, like, conference categories. So that way people know what they're getting into. Because in that way as well, you could kind of, like, you could kind of like do it like a real con like conference in like you know an in-person conference where you know how you have like the panels you know things can be happening all at the same time but just in different rooms do something like that e3 like let the people you know be able to pick and choose what they want to do if they want to learn about your devs they want to learn about you know some sort of like you know your commitment to you know inclusivity and diversity or whatnot sure i think i'm all for all of that just let the people know so nobody's going in with like you know their hopes you know, and they don't—they don't know what's going on with your conference beforehand. But you know, that's just my—you know—little thought process. I don't know. I'm just a—I'm just a dude on the internet who just—you know—just talks about video games every once in a while. Facts, facts. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, you know, at the end of the day, I still think this was better than last year, where we're literally getting one slither of information every couple of weeks or whatever, because everybody was doing their own time slots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you know, I imagine what if you know if that happened this year. And these companies did the same shit. It would be a nightmare. It would be so disappointing. So I like it being condensed in a single week. I, I'm still a fan of that. And I, I really hope moving forward we stick to that, even though people are starting to do their own personal curated, you know, you know, pre-recorded things. Um, I, I like it all being one week. So you can kind of just take all the information at once, be happy and keep going. Um but I, I guess that kind of moves on to my and, you know, before I even move on, like, I just want to say me and you, we could have put on a better showcase. bro. We could have <laughs> went out there, recorded ourselves for 30 minutes, edited Facts. a couple like edited a couple old trailers that, you know, people have already released over there over our our, our booing. And we would have had one of the best E3 showcases uh, of the weekend because that's what Top I mean. 10, like, a easy. lot of times we didn't see a lot of new footage like uh the people that showed new footage were the people that did good in the first place for the most part. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I don't know. Oh, and you know, shout out to Devolver. That was a really very unique conference as, as they always, always do, yeah. as they always do. And, and I enjoyed it. I feel like I never really watched it from end to end in the past. This was the first one and I enjoyed it a lot. So Dude, you got to go back and watch, bro. you need to know the lore. I You're mean, probably I so know. lost. I mean, bro. they gave us a pretty good, a recap at the beginning but i do need to know the lore the devolver conference lore you're right so moving on man after this mm-hmm. you know, after we've seen you know the good and the bad uh how do you feel about digital versus physical uh mm-hmm. as, as far as the e3 presentation goes because we talked about the e3 checklist before this all went down and we said you know athletes coming out musical performances and all that stuff um or you know maybe not the best we're not vibing with it um i think digital can kind of help cut that down but i don't know what's your what's your thoughts on digital versus physical um i think obviously uh the physical conferences kind of you know give you the you have the ability to do more um and i think you know who was it was that x was that xbox who had like the little mini concert with like uh 
the Japanese well, not Japanese breakfast. That was PlayStation. That was PlayStation. Oh, oh, you're talking about this week. This, this yeah, this uh, past, past week. week. That was the Summer Games Fest. Summer Games Fest. That's right. Doing like stuff like that. You know, I feel like I like that. I thought that they kind of killed it. You know, they had like a uh, you know musical guest coming out to kind of even though it doesn't really bring anything to the show. It kind of like you know gives you that entertainment factor, you know, it kind of reminds you that this is a sh- this is a show, this is a spectacle, this is a celebration of video games, and um, I would have liked to have seen more um, during the rest of the week, but I understand you know the limitations. Obviously, you know we're still in a pandemic, you can't really do that, so that's kind of why I, in my mind, probably would still lean more towards you know the physical. And I know this is kind of weird even talking about it like this because who cares? Like who really cares about you know these little you know musical acts or you know these little side shows that are going on in the mm-hmm. uh conferences we we really are here for just the games which you know that's what they delivered you know the big companies that's what they delivered but i still want to see a little bit of a show give me a show i want to act like I'm, i want to feel like i'm at uh a, uh universal circus you know what i'm saying okay. i want to i want to be okay. there i mean yeah I, i'm a little bit in the middle on this um i like just conferences that go big right i like to see a good solid big presentation like the less you know fat the better uh and and that's Mm. kind of why i really really enjoyed microsoft's conference uh this past weekend where they came out said hey look you know you know these are the games we're going to show you they're going to be on game pass you know game 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 um and then just kept it moving, right? I, I felt like we saw a lot of cool things in a very well-paced amount of time. Um, you know, and I still think back to an E3 conference I saw a couple of years ago where EA came out and they had Pele come out or some shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember. And this man talking about soccer and just talking and talking and just ruining the pace of the, the, the showcase. So, you know, as long as, you know, the companies can figure out how to do it big how to entertain both the people in the yeah in the conference room and you know the people watching at home i'm happy like i I love to see like the applause and the hype happening in the crowd like while i'm watching from home but uh i i feel like we've seen now that you can do a bad both ways right you can have a terrible ass digital showcase you can Mm -hmm. have a very terrible ass uh physical uh, physical showcase and you can you can do it well both ways so you know, uh, you know, if we go back to physical next year, let's do it. Uh, let's bring it. Hopefully one day we can actually go to E3. But, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think this year necessarily proved or disproved anything. I just think it kind of symbolized, hey, some of you companies need to get your shit together. Some of you <laughs> companies have it figured out. Um, so, right. yeah, like overall for you, was was E3 a hit? Um, is this something that you're still interested in? Um, like, are you are you still hyped about the concept of E3? Or are you a little bit lukewarm coming off this year? How, give me a temperature check. I mean, you know, describe, like, if I'm just talking about, like, this year's E3, I'm lukewarm. But I don't think it has uh, affected my, you know, overall view of, the like, the conference itself. Like, next year, I'm still going to be plenty hype. Just because at the end of the day, like I said, we're all, we're here for the game. And I feel like every year, pretty much, you know, with the kind of the exception of last year where everybody was kind of, you know, spread out a little bit. Um, E3 is all about games and they're, they're delivering games. So I will continue to be excited um, about it. And I think that this, you know, conference kind of gives you a little bit of hope um, of what, you know, what you can do in a digital space. I think that, you know, seeing Microsoft, seeing Summer Games Fest, you know, I feel, I feel I'm hopeful that you know, in the future, if we have to, you know, do something like this again, that everything will be fine. You know, it's not going to, you know, affect things too much. And we're still going to get our game news delivered to us in a nice, you know, neat little, little showcase. So I'm, I'm still hopeful for E3. But yeah, I, uh, I'm right there with you this year, you know, hit, it hit where it needed to. Right. Right. Uh, When we talk about Coke media gearbox, um, you know, some of these uh, Bandai Namco, I had never watched these press conferences before. I didn't have expectations and, you know, I wasn't looking forward to anything they were showing. It's not like I came out disappointed necessarily because I didn't have expectations in the first place. The people that really need to show out, Xbox, Nintendo, uh, showed out and Jeff Keighley came clutch as well uh, with the Elden Ring trailer. So all the little checkpoints where people were like, all right, this is it. We need to see some good stuff here. I think 
I think those deliver and I'm absolutely going to be hyped for next year because I, I, you know, think next year has the potential to be one of the greatest years of gaming of all time. If the right games hit, right. If PlayStation comes with a strong state of play next year, shows of God of war, Ragnarok or whatever, um, who knows what else they got to show off final fantasy 16. Um, Microsoft has Starfield to show off. Um, and a lot of other games that are in the pipeline and probably coming out in 2023. And Nintendo has Breath of the Wild 2 um, to show off, which hopefully will come out in 2022. It doesn't sound like they were too confident, but um, I'm sure they have other stuff to show as well. Uh, So I'm excited to see a lot of these teams start recovering from COVID and hopefully deliver us a super hype uh, conference next year. Um, Nice, nice. And yeah, I'd love to go to E3 in the future. You know, hell yeah, man. Kind of looking at this, uh, I almost seem like it almost seems like I would prefer PAX more just because PAX seems like, hey, like we've already showed everything. Now we have, you know, really good demos to to trot around around and, you know, let people play. And it's not as business focused, it's more consumer fan focused. So. I'm kind of like PAX seems like the place to go, but I, you know, it's always been a dream to be in the conference room uh, during one of these huge showcases. So uh, who knows? Who knows how that will turn out? Who knows if Microsoft or PlayStation will ever go back to doing these in-person showcases? I I would hope they they do, but they don't have to. They don't have to. They don't. They definitely don't have to. Like the people that you know really. You know, the big players from last year have all, I think, gotten close to mastering their digital presentations in a big way. PlayStation State of Plays are very crisp nowadays. Um, Xbox has shown that they can really put on a great quality digital event. And Nintendo has been doing directs for forever. And, Mm -hmm. And Ubisoft... Ubisoft forwards are pretty good as well. And Bethesda's gone now. Bethesda's <laughs> mixed in Bethesda with Xbox. Bethesda is Xbox. So, so, yeah, all the people that need, uh, that usually do physical conferences, already have it locked down. It's the people that are new to this and honestly probably shouldn't be putting stuff on in the first place <laughs> that, uh, that need help. With the exception of Square Enix, I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there, bro. <laughs> they are tripping. They that's a whole, that's tripping. a different beast to tackle bro that's chaos absolutely you know what i'm saying the whole company a little sus to me bro like we put out avengers that was looking sus now we got guardians Guardians of the galaxy Galaxy. which people like people are i'm not too hyped for it personally i mean yeah i thought it looked like i thought it looked like a ps3 game where that might be too harsh but it didn't look like a high budget game to me it Mm -hmm. looked fine but it wasn't like, hey, look, this is our new Marvel title. Like, we're going to wow you with this. It looked like that cube they were fighting, that little Jello cube. Like, they could have shown us somebody different in that little Jello cube. Like, they know damn no, well. Got any other, any other enemy. enemy. Like, they could have just any swapped it out enemy. for, like, a little, some raptor, some type of dinosaur-looking motherfucker. Like, a, a Jello cube? Bro. you telling me y'all got the cube off of Unity. Put a shader on Golly. that shit. Now we're fighting the shader, bro. Come on. We we could have did more than that, but you know, no disrespect to the devs. Obviously, I mean, we we just joshing here, but um, I don't know. The showcase didn't really wow me. So, and we already know how we feel about chaos and these random ass, you know, Final Fantasy pixel remat. Like, come on, bro, Square Enix, y'all, <laughs> y'all get get it together. Y'all getting uh, cut. They got okay. I I do want to you know just make a quick little aside, bro. The chaos game is good. I'm I'm I might be sold on it. I'm gonna be honest okay, with you. All right. I mean, I have heard people play the demo. Said the demo was straight. It's straight. Demo is good. But, bro, what? This is the Kingdom Hearts bullshit, bro. And I'm, I'm telling 100%. you, I'm not buying. I'm not buying what Nomura is selling anymore, <laughs> unless it's Final Fantasy related, Final Fantasy VII related, because. We we can't we gotta stop this gameplay is good but the story the story don't make a damn lick of sense bro they got me with Kingdom Hearts three and let me tell you (laughs) never again I am high alert Ultra Instinct you ain't you know getting my ass like that again bro he's run out of my wallet his fresh material is uh has gone off the deep end like you know he they they had Final Fantasy seven now they're going through they got like you know a guide to follow for Final Fantasy seven remake. This other stuff, Kingdom Hearts, Stra- uh, Strangers in Paradise, the Chaos game, what that's the just off the script, bro. Like Final Fantasy 15, 
apparently all this shit got cut out. Like, what's, what's going <laughs> oh, on with the franchise, man. bro? What's going on with the franchise? I don't know. Let's, let's keep it moving, though. Let's keep it moving. Uh, before we get into, like, you know, the games that we, the best games that we saw, mm-hmm. ending it on a high note, I want to talk to you about PlayStation. Uh, okay. We were, you know, I was fanboying hard about Xbox. I was, you know, I think they killed it, man. They They really stole the show for E3 in terms of presentation. And then we even got the Xbox Extended Showcase right. uh, on Thursday. Um, and I feel like they followed up you know, very strong there with, you know, giving us the deep dives that they needed to give us and basically extracting that and cutting that fat and putting it into a really great presentation after the fact. You know, Xbox Design Labs is coming back. They had some really cool announcements there. So, uh, on the other side, PlayStation is the king of E3. Typically, they even mm-hmm. if they're not at E3, they usually have an adjacent state of play. That's you know the talk of the town. Um, so, do you, are you do you do you feel like you're missing PlayStation? And, and do you think that we'll see something from them soon here? Uh, I wasn't missing them from you know E3. Like you know having yeah. E3 without Sony. I thought it was okay. It wasn't like I was like, dang, I really wish I had seen some games from them. However, mm-hmm. I do think we do need to see something from uh, Sony sometime soon. Just, you know, drop some kind of in the same, uh, an E3 level conference from them um, mm-hmm. where they just kind of drop some drop some games they're working on, drop some release dates, and then just like keep it moving. Just as simple as that, you know, kind of in the same, kind of as hype as I guess maybe their, what was their last state of play when was that i'm trying to remember what was even announced there the last like uh big thing they did was like the ps5 like launch they had two like ps5 reveal event and then the ps5 like launch state of play gotcha yeah that where they showed ratchet yeah they they showed ratchet at the ps5 uh reveal okay followed up with it well then give me Uh, something like that that's what i want to see um from sony but I don't think that they need, they didn't, it wasn't like they needed to be here to continue being, staying competitive within the uh, gaming sphere. Right, right. I mean, I, I say if they wanted to be aggressive, right, and they wanted to keep, you know, really, you know, keep dominating the conversation because it's easy, man. Sony has the built in fan base. They, you know, did everything right last generation. People listen when they talk, you know. If they had the planning right and they did something around E3, I think it would have did a lot for them if consider you know if what they had was actually good, because I feel like they gave Xbox a lot of room to breathe and a lot of room to shine, um, and and Xbox announced a lot of good things. They said, hey, look, these are all of our games. This is our 2022 lineup. You know X, Y, and Z. Here's Xbox Design Labs, and now. You know, people can just kind of sit around and say, "Okay, well, what's Sony doing? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was super weird that they showed the Horizon Zero Dawn state of play right before E3. Right. Uh, Because I was like, this seems like something you would want to hold for a you know state of play um, or closer to the launch. So, like, why are they showing it here? Right. Why we're not getting any. We didn't get a release date, did we from that? We didn't get a release date. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like if this was the big title of the year, because we all knew God of War was getting delayed, like you would want to show gameplay at a big summer style state of play event. You would think. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, So that kind of has me a little sketched out about what this state of play would look like this year. Right. They have Horizon Dawn. They've already shown it off and they told us that, you know, they're they're on track to hit this year, but it's not a guarantee. there's God of War, which I'm sure they could show us gameplay for, or they can, you know, take time to create a slice out of, but that got delayed. Um, and then there's Gran Turismo got delayed. And then there's mm-hmm. Deathloop, which apparently, you know, reviewers already did a deep dive on a month plus ago or whatever. So my question is, what would they show at this state of play, right? Would they just come out and say, hey, look, here's all these new games that we're going to you know, launch next year alongside the God of War and Gran Turismo to kind of strengthen that lineup? Like, are you going to show more Deathloop, more Horizon? Like, I'm just trying to imagine what their lineup would look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me new games. That's all I want. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, though, right? Like, 
now that the schedule's kind of changed, right? Like, what does the announcement of new games look like? Because you already have announced so many games that we haven't seen. We haven't seen that's God of true. War. That is very um, true. We could see Final Fantasy 16, which I think is one of the main things I'm excited to see from them mm-hmm. uh, in terms of more gameplay. But other than that, like you i mean at the ps5 reveal event they showed pragmata or whatever they showed a lot of stuff right Even a lot of the indies that they showed we haven't really gotten updates for um so i'm like you guys are kind of in a weird place right now where we're getting into that spot of like are you guys just gonna announce five more new games that may or may not have release dates when the other stuff that you have already announced doesn't have release dates or gameplay footage like what are we doing here um you know and I question this not to be like, I don't believe Sony has, you know, has anything to show or Sony doesn't have it together, but just because we are in that weird place, like whatever they show, I'm sure it's going to be good in quality uh, because they haven't proved us wrong yet. Right. Um, even though a lot of people have questions about the cross gen stuff or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. when they, when it comes down to actually showing the games and actually delivering, I think they've done a good job and not to forget, they've also, just released Ratchet and Clank and Final Fantasy Remake Intergrade. Um, so When's, they're not slacking. Is Kenna them. coming soon, right? Kenna's coming soon. Um, but I feel like people are already previewing that. Like Kenna doesn't seem like it is a heavy hitter, right? Interesting. Like, uh, okay. Kenna's, Kenna's like, you know, definitely a tier, a tier drop. Like I, I think. Uh, like a B tier? Yeah, yeah, like a B tier. I think Brendan who was on the podcast way long ago talking about PlayStation a while ago said that people were saying that Kenna was like mostly cutscenes for for or like reviewers are saying it was mostly cutscenes which is like okay I just don't know I just don't know like yeah, I think Deathloop would probably be the big one to show right now and Horizon because we know those are the heavy hitters gotcha um, I feel like it's very apparent how they market their games, like which ones are like what the level of quality is Mm -hmm. uh, among them. Like they haven't really talked about Kenna that much, Um, which makes me think that, yeah, this is going to be a, you know, a nice partnership, a nice little exclusivity deal, but it's not, they're not coming out the gate swinging with this game, Um, which kind of makes me, it's another thing where I, I look at game pass and like after seeing all those games on game pass and seeing what Microsoft's 2021 schedule and 2022 schedule is looking like now, now I am really kind of like, dang, should I even get Kenna? Like, do I even want wow. $60, $70 on this day one? Like I'll get it eventually. Right. But it's like, now they're really making me question what I spend my money on. Cause like, why would I drop 60 bucks on Kenna if I'm not sure I'm going to like it? When I could just be playing Psychonauts 2, 12 minutes, all this other stuff. You know, I could just get Deathloop and I'm straight. Um, so I think that it's going to be interesting, right? Because Sony is very strong with the first parties. But when we talk about that second party tier range, I feel like a lot of these games, when we, you know, if you're a PlayStation owner and this is all you got, then, you know, the decision's easy. If I like the game, I'll get it. But as somebody with both consoles, I'm like, okay, I can get this double A level game or right, I can just play right. the double A level game that's coming out on Game Pass and wait for a price drop or something. Or possibly wait for Kenna to come on Game Pass. Possibly wait for Deathloop to come to Game Pass because you know it's coming to Game Pass. Uh, so I don't know, man. I- I'm excited to see what PlayStation has up their sleeve. I, I-, I hope they have like a really cool response uh, to keep things competitive and you know, really get, give the PlayStation five people continue to give them stuff to eat on. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Cause right now I uh, just wrapped up a couple of games on my PS five and I think it's going to be sitting for a minute. I'm not yes, definitely sir. not even going to be picking up, you know, death loop on the PS five since I have a PC. So damn, we'll see. Well, yeah, it is pretty disrespectful. And I, I gotta, they gotta sell me on something sometime soon or else it's going to be gathering dust. Okay, okay. I mean, that's fair enough. What am I going to be playing on my PS5 uh, this year? Maybe maybe Deathloop. That might be the last thing, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, to round this out, man, I, I want to talk about what were our favorite games we saw. Mm-hmm. Before we Actually, before we get there, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Day of the Devs, Gorilla Collective. Those were two of my favorite showcases. 
uh, because they showed a lot of indie games and they were really, really good quality showcases. Um, and a lot of the games sh- uh, that they showed off were really interesting. Um, and it really had me like, oh, okay, I might need to put this on the wish list. I might need to keep my eye on this uh, because because they, they really presented a lot of these games well. So I highly recommend you guys go back, watch it on two times speed or whatever you need to do because uh, I, I really enjoyed those showcases. Anyways, Arsene. Yes. Bring up a couple games that you liked from this weekend. Mm, I guess, you know, I'm going to, you know, kind of get some of the, the basic games out of the way or games that I think we've talked about a little bit. Um, Death's Door. You know, yes, we saw a little bit of that. Of we got a release date on that. I was, you know, jumping for joy when I saw that. It, and if I'm not mistaken, is that it? That's not a Game Pass game, is it? No. It's not a Game Pass game. Okay. Um, but still. It's Xbox and PC exclusive. Okay. Gotcha. But regardless, I'm still very excited to see it. Um, there's another, I'm kind of, you know, sticking with the Devolver um, theme for right now. Let me, let me, oh, let yeah. me stop you real quick. Okay, because I stop do me. think that Death, Death's Door does have the potential to be one of those hollow knight-esque games like i mean it already uh, looks like it like the the art style in particular looks beautiful to me i i really mess with with the art style and it looks like two people made this game i was looking at it a couple days ago looking at like the team and stuff it looks like two people made this game that's crazy the combat looks interesting the enemies look interesting uh and the world looks super interesting and, and kind of like the generic plot not the generic generic is the wrong word but like kind of like the general plot uh, seems very interesting. So I highly recommend people go check out this trailer because it looked kind of lit. Yep, a two-person team from Manchester, UK. That is crazy. Sir. Just the pro- You got the programmer, designer, writer, and animator is one guy, and the other guy is the producer, designer, composer, and sound designer. Crazy. Wow, bro. No crazy. way. Just insane. Nice. Keep nice, it nice. moving. Okay, I'll keep it moving. Um, Second up um, from Devolver once again, Trek to Yomi. The game that um, kind of looks like a 2D um, version of Ghost of Tsushima. Um, oh. I think that's definitely a game that I might be, you know, you know, looking towards, especially considering how much I enjoyed um, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm like, this is this is just, you know, more content for me. More, Give me that Japanese content. Give me the, you know, classic samurai swordsman, you know, just cutting people up. I, I live for that type of stuff. And it's in black and white to look like, you know, to kind of emulate those. Uh, oh, I forgot the guy's name. Um, like the famous Japanese director who uh, always filmed in black and white, I think, because that's all they had back then. But mm-hmm. anyways, exactly. you know, you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited for for that one to come. And uh, let me throw it over to you while I continue to think of some more. Yeah. So uh, another one we've talked about a lot, Loot River. I just think that concept is super interesting. I, I can't Facts. wait to see how the reception is when it uh, you know immediately drops. Um, it looks really fun and interesting. Uh, a big game that got announced that I feel like got announced pretty early, so we didn't really talk about it much. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Right. Yes, that was the I'm first a big game. Fan of, exactly, the, one of the first games to be announced for E3. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Borderlands, and I'm a big fan of like the medieval uh, setting. So I'm really excited on what the gameplay ends up feeling like and stuff. I think it, it should be lit, and you know. I'm excited to team up with people and play through this. You already know we're going to. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited that this past E3 was a lot of 2022 announcements. That might be because a lot of the 2021 games got delayed into 2022, but Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, I like seeing things announced a year out or less. Um, You know, after, like we said, with Microsoft announcing Fable, Perfect Dark, all this stuff that we probably won't see for years. and same with PlayStation with, you know, Pragmata and stuff. A couple of these games seem a little bit far off. It's nice to just be like, okay, January next year, we're getting stuff. Um, so so shout out to that. Um, another game I wanted to shout out, uh, Back for Blood. Coming to Game yes, Pass. Yes, day I one, baby. I, I didn't really care about this game at first, but I think the Game Pass boost is going to do it, right? Like, uh, I'm typically not the person that's going to drop however much on like a multiplayer game just because i don't feel like finding the group to play with but, right uh the fact this is on game pass means absolutely i'll drop in play it have a good time and it, and it looks really it looks high quality mm-hmm. so it's I'm, just I'm more left for dead action and that's what i'm here for i love left for dead that, that whole series do you have any more yes i'm gonna i was scrolling through the devolver list still um and i found uh inscription 
that one like card based game that they kind of had. Oh, that, that looked interesting. The little the one was, like was spooky. Spooky, man. I don't know what that game is about. I really don't even. I might have to go back through the trailer and kind of see what's going on with it. But I have no idea what it is about. The game looked really, really spooky in some regards. Um, and I just want to. I just need to know, bro. Apparently, it's a deck building roguelike. I'm not too fond oh, of no, the uh, deck building games, you know, like Slay the Spire. I I, appre- I have an appreciation for them, and I know a lot of people like those types of games, but it just never. I never clicked with it. But this game, okay. the way how, the spookiness factor it might be what draws me in. So inscription, okay. you've got my you've got my interest here. Okay, um, I'm not touching that one, but yeah, I, you I feel can, it's you. okay. You know, I'll touch it for you, and I will definitely report back. Um, Sounds good. But we'll see whenever it comes out. It's supposed to be later this year, I believe. Next up, I had um, that Xbox game, you know, kind of in the same spooky vibe, um, Somerville. Easy, um, coming easy to Game Pass. Like, that's just an easy cop. You know, we're getting that game. Well, I think it, it is coming to Game Pass. I, I forget all the ones is, that they said coming to Game Pass. Okay, yeah. Coming the to Game things Pass. things that weren't coming to Game Pass were Diablo, uh, Far Cry 6, and Battlefield. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, Somerville, made by the same guys who made Inside. Um, yes, or sir. I think I heard that it was actually not the, it's not completely the same guys. I think they had a falling so, out or something, right? Exactly. I was That's watching right. kind of funny X cast earlier today, had it on in the background and apparently like, you know, they had a falling out. One guy bought out the other guy. Right. Now, the, the people that left Playdead are making this and you know, people the other, that played they're the making play another one team is playing something else. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So th- we're going to get two, you know, similar to inside games coming out, you know, very soon. Um, some of them being the first one. Yeah. I, I'm completely fine with it. You know, as long as it's, um, got like a good, interesting, I guess, like, I guess those games are all about like the environment, that environmental storytelling. Yeah. As long as it's got that, I'm here for it. So Somerville, you are on my list. Um, I'm gonna have to pull up another list. So if you got it, if you got got more, go ahead ahead and slide Uh, it. Shouting out Tunic real quick. I played the Xbox uh, demo and I did not expect what I ended up playing. Um, It is basically like a cutesy Zelda uh, clone, but it's a very much a Souls like. Um, They basically have bonfires. The you kind of have to learn the enemy patterns, um, and it's kind of punishing. You know, going in not expecting that at all, uh, but. I'm definitely, I definitely got my eye on it. It seems really fun. Uh, so I'm excited to see what the full product looks like. Uh, got to throw in a uh, shout out to She Dreams Elsewhere. Nice. Uh, my boy yeah. Davion. Um, I know he showed that game off a little bit more this weekend. So got to shout that out. Um, last stop. I forgot who, I think it's like an Annapurna game. It looked pretty interesting. There was an interesting story going mm-hmm. on with that. Um, Musical story also seemed pretty good. I, I saw this at the Day of the Devs, and I, I was pretty interested in it. Uh, Planet of Lana was a really beautiful game that looks like it's also an Xbox Xbox exclusive. Um, and it was just like a gorgeous art style. It looked like one of those environmental storytelling games as well. But, you know, I might just play it. I love the games where you just kind of go on a journey. Um, yes, and you're just yes, kind of yes. experiencing the world, and it's like you know, yeah, it's not the most challenging or whatever, but you know, it, it's just exciting to see somebody else's story, you know, through through the lens of whatever game you're playing. Um, do you have any more? I have a couple more that yeah. I can shout out. I got a couple more, and then I might have a, a few after you go again. But um, first okay. up, uh, Road ninety six. I know this was talked about last year. I think is when it was announced. Um, mm-hmm. And now there is a. It's a part of like Steam's like Game Fest. I'm planning on playing the demo sometime soon. Um, I don't know, man. Just the way that game looks. It's just very interesting, you know. I, I don't fully remember like what it's about, but I just know like you're supposed to be like a, a young person traveling across like America and like hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. Um and like kind of like the experiences that you have. A lot of it I think each journey, I guess, quote unquote, that you take, um, is supposed to be like different. There's supposed to be like very a like just a an obscene amount of like branching paths that could occur while you're, you know, hitchhiking across America or something like that. So um, that one looks pretty interesting. It's another one of those games kind of like in that vein that you were just talking about where it's just a, a narrative, like, explore, explorative game where you're just trying to figure out what the heck is going on, you know, what's going on with this person's life, what kind of story are we trying to be told. Um, another game, Dodgeball Academia, bro. Oh, baby. And I don't know. Did you, have you, did you see this one? I don't remember yeah, if it I was. I saw a little bit of it. You saw a little bit of it. Um, 
this is a game that I think, you know, it's kind of like right up my alley. It's definitely one of those. Yeah, that's a game Arsene would play type of beat um just because it's a, a wacky little game it looks like super reverent um and you know coming off the high of knockout city bro anything mm-hmm. anything with the word dodgeball i'm immediately you know i'm looking at it so this one is a completely different style of game where you're you kind of like got like a hp bar for your you and your squad um it's definitely more stereo like uh uh definitely the more generic dodgeball type where you know everybody you know hat is on your team is on one side, the other team is on the other side of a line, and you're just throwing right. balls back and forth. And there's some type of like you know story element to it as well. So I'm interested in playing that demo as well. And I will, you know, I guess what is next week monthly cooldown? No, probably two weeks from now. Um, mm-hmm. I'll have uh, I'll have thoughts on all these demos that I'm going to be playing. Um, okay. So yeah, I'll throw it back to you while I get like my last like one or two games together. Okay, I only have one more before you know. I think there's one we probably should end on. Uh, you know, I just want to call out Evil Dead. I know this is a very yes, game. yes, uh, bro. And I was, I was forgot like, this was when the game summer games fest show was going a little bit long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was getting kind of tired, and they showed this, and it kind of perked me up a little bit. I said, "Oh, this actually looks better than I originally thought." Um, I know we already said that Friday 13th devs got hoed. Yeah. It's honestly a travesty. They got fucked over by the whole licensing deal because this is basically a one-for-one rip of their game. So uh, they're basically the PUBGs of this uh, you know, survival horror multiplayer genre. Um, so, you know, sad for them, but this game looks great. So um, will I play it? I don't know. We'll see, but it does look a lot of fun. And, you know, I want to end with Elden Ring. I want to talk about that, our, both of our opinions on that real quick before we wrap the show up. But mm-hmm. uh, throw back any any final games you have. Um, I can't really think of anything. Let's just go ahead and hop into Elden Ring. <laughs> All right. Perfect, man. Like, uh, So, yeah, wrapping it up with Elden Ring. Uh, I was never really a Souls-like fan until I played Sekiro, and, you know, that changed everything just like when the fucking Fire Nation attacked. Um, <laughs> I played Sekiro, and I was like, holy shit, this can actually be really, really fun. Uh, but also Sekiro is very different than the Souls-like. Uh, but even with that in mind, I'm excited to, you know, give this game a try. Uh, and I knew the trailer was coming. You know, shout out to Jeff Grubb for leaking that information, saying Jeff Kelly has it, all that stuff. I knew it was coming, and yet the trailer still got me hyped, man. The visuals, uh, the enemies, uh, just kind of the different little snippets they showed really kind of wowed me and said, hey, look, man. This is about to take you on a whole ass another journey, whole new, new epic adventure to go on that will absolutely trigger you uh, as you fight all of these crazy ass bosses with a thousand arms. But it's going to be a good time. How are you feeling? I'm right there in the same boat with you, bro. I did. You know, I, too, was not super into the Souls games. Um, I played a little bit of one and three. And while I, you know, I guess I appreciate the difficulty, it kind of gets to a point where I'm like, bro, like, what are we doing? Y'all are just constantly hoeing me 24-7. And it's like fun. You know, I want to say I'm having fun, but not enough to want to, you know, continue, push forward, um, you know, and um, get to a point where I'm an unkillable machine, you know. And then there's just also so much going on with like your stats where I'm like, bro, I look at I look at the stats like the stats page before in like uh, Dark Souls, and I'm like, what are, what are you showing me? Like, what am I what am yeah. I leveling up? I don't really get what's going on. That's kind of like you know why I think you and I both really enjoyed Sekiro, where that was simple, bro. It was just like mm-hmm. you level up your health, you level up your damage a little bit, and I think you you know add on your um, like your revives or whatever. That was it. That was as simple as it gets, pretty much. And you didn't really have to worry about all that, you know, that nonsense. You know, I'm a little worried, you know, kind of moving back into that. I'm assuming that Elden Ring is going to be a bit more traditional in the Souls, like combat and um, I guess like, uh, like stats for your character. But I think this might be the one where, you know, I really try to get into it. I really try to get the get the patterns down, really understand um, how the Souls games work. Because if you talk to like somebody who's played like Dark Souls and like is a fan of it, they'll be like, yeah, man, I'm actually on New Game Plus 7. And you're like, what do you mean by that, bro? Like, 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 what what do you mean? mean? What does that mean? You're like, yeah, I just I just keep playing the game. And it's because they like kind of they have like the the dark souls brain that's what i'm going to call mm-hmm. it you know they 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 get how they get how DSB. the game works they got the dsb um they get how it works and they understand how to 
um, be patient and ba- literally just not get hit while they're, uh, you yeah. know, while they're playing. And they understand how all the bosses work. So, um, nice, yeah, not me either. But I think that that is something that I might be interested in trying to, you know, get to, you know, even a fraction of that level when Elden Ring comes out. Just because I know I've kind of talked a lot about like the, um, <laughs> like the statistics and the uh, bit of the like how the combat works in Elden Ring instead of talking about how the game looked. Um, so I'm going to talk about that just a little bit and say it looks gorgeous, man. I, I want to hop in that world. I want to ride around on the horse and just uh, I just want to see what's up, man. I, I think it's a great departure from Dark Souls, and I'm hoping that it's like super different in a lot of ways. I hope there's a lot of like fresh ideas that um, will keep me coming back for more. So Elden Ring, bro, you got me. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready for it. 100%. 100%. Just like you said, I'm nervous as well. Um, I feel like Sekiro... The amount of hoage was minimal because you, you had your tool set. The world was, you know, open but linear at the same time. They didn't have people hoeing you outside of corridors or anything like that, at least as much as I see in Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne and all that stuff. So I'm afraid of the level of hoage really spiking back up with this. But, you know, yeah, unless the reviews are terrible or something, this motherfucker got me. I'm in. I'm going to buy it. Um so turn up for that and that's it man that's that's a wrap on our e3 yeah coverage. we may never do this Woo. shit again because three episodes in one week is tough we're not built for, for it uh, yet these full-time jobbers uh it is it is uh yeah we aren't built for it and you know go ahead and watch the episodes make it worth it for us so that we can uh justify doing this next year um but yeah man i'm excited you know at the end of the day E3 is all about the games, and I have a lot of great games to look forward to for this year, starting with Death's Door, going into 12 Minutes, Psychonauts 2, Halo uh, Infinite Multiplayer. It's going to be an insane year. Uh, so I'm very happy about what we got out of this E3, and I'm very happy about like looking forward to 2022 because they gave us a lot to eat on there. Facts. Any final thoughts from you? Um, No, man. Just wanna, I just want, I want some games to play. You know, Give me more games. Perfect. Give them to me now. I'm impatient. That's all I got to say. That's how I feel about E3. Until then, guys, thank you for listening to Player Player. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways, or you want to submit a question to the show, visit playerplayerpod.com or follow us on social media at playerplayerpod. If you want to join the conversation, like I said, playerplayerpod.com slash discord, you'll get an invite to the server. Big shout out to Aaron Miller for the intro music. As always, follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. You can find me on social media as the Hoop Man, where the E is a three. You can find my co-host Arsen here. That's Pax Arsenica on Twitter and Twitch, or Arsen Lakpa on Instagram. And until next time, guys, happy E3 and keep gaming. Game on, folks. <laughs>